My name's Evan Pitsley, and I'm a junior communications um, public relations major here at Messiah. My name's Josh Benton, and I am a 1998 graduate of Messiah College with a degree in marketing. I know that now you are the president of And Culture, correct? Yes. Awesome. So could you tell me a little bit about how you got involved um, in creating this sure. group? And- well, you know, it's, it's actually kind of a long story. Um, and Culture used to be known many years ago, at this point, many years ago, as D2 Media. Mm-hmm. And D2 Media was a company that was actually founded um, out of Messiah College, essentially by two, essentially by two folks, um, Andrew Palmer and Jason Kickline, who are both Messiah grads. Okay. Ended up forming, you know, this small website company at Messiah. You know, and at that time, 1997, 1998, the web was still very much a fledgling thing. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. uh, as crazy it sounds, you know, that was the days before Google. Um, <laughs> that's when Napster was still around. Uh, and then very shortly after, and I had known those, I had known those two uh, in school. And then after graduating, about a year after graduating, I, our paths ended up crossing again. And, you know, I said, hey, you know, are you, are you hiring? Do you need anyone to do marketing or business development for you or sales or something like that? Yep. Um, and, you know, at that point in the company, I think there was only four or five people. And then uh, eventually we uh, merged with another company uh, locally here um, and ended up forming Ant Culture. And so today in Ant Culture, there's four partners. Uh, there are, um, I need to do the math quickly in my head. <laughs> there are uh, 29 employees, Great. soon to be 30. Like, what is your purpose as an organization? Kind of what um, projects do you guys do? We've come a long way from since the website-only days, uh, although we still uh, build websites, if you could call them that. <laughs> but generally, we would be regarded as essentially an experienced design uh, and creative agency. Okay. So um, we're oftentimes hired by companies that are looking to create like a new business model online, mm-hmm. uh, or they're looking to get involved in um, you know social media, or they're trying to um, build some form of electronic or intellectual property that's not that's never been done before. And they end up hiring a company like Ant Culture, and we help them. Not only do we help them think about how this is all going to work together and function, but then oftentimes we're also hired to build whatever it is that they need built. Um, So I'd like to talk about social media and about just kind of its presence in our society, uh, maybe some do's and don'ts, or um, just ways to get engaged um, here at Messiah, um, in a lot of our classes, it's been a hot topic. I'm a public relations major. My future industry is changing kind of as we learn it here. You know, a lot of people here are very interested in hearing um, about what you have to say, what, you, what you've seen really out on the front lines. How important would you say social media is in our society today? I think, uh, well, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question to answer. I mean, on, on the very surface, um, it's exceptionally important. But the thing that I tell people to remember about social media uh, is that, first of all, the principles, if you will, the dynamics that quote unquote power social media are not new. Yep. Um, you know, for example, neighbors have been having conversation with neighbors across the picket fence for years and years and generations and generations. You know, people have an intrinsic desire to be to be quote unquote social. Yep. The, the thing that makes social media new is just the scalable nature of what technology does to that conversation, if you will. Yep. So, you know, now the conversation that happens over the picket fence um, can happen literally anywhere. It can happen on Facebook or on Twitter or on uh, LinkedIn or whatever social, uh, you know, site or tool you're talking about. But uh, in terms of the actual question, you know, how important is it? It's becoming more and more vital to how people communicate. 
And I think that's a good thing for the most part, but I think it also has some disadvantages too. You know, one of the disadvantages that I see is that the more technology becomes infused into the way we communicate, and maybe this is just my anecdotal feeling about it, but the more technology becomes infused, it seems like the more and more we lose just a little bit of that interpersonal touch. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that, uh, frankly, happen over and over again, even with my interactions with college students. Mm-hmm. Um We've become essentially a soundbite society in our communications, in our consumption of media, meaning television or magazines or the written word. Um, and I think there is something to be said for uh, detail still. Yeah. And and I you know I think in the age of social media, you can sometimes lose a lot of that detail. Now, on the other hand, you know the great thing about social media is because of its ability to to propagate messages and content and information so quickly. I mean, I think the benefits of that are are undeniable, um, and yeah. it's amazing. You know, I'm continually amazed the ways that not only organizations but people use these tools to communicate and maintain relationships. I think it's really interesting. That's great. Well, that that brings up two questions in my mind. The first, um, I want to go back to the balance. Um, Kind of, you were talking about how, like that, how it's kind of changing the way they interact with each other. Um, what do you see is, um, I guess, a proper balance for using social media? I know that some of my professors and some of fellow classmates here are wondering, well, how often do I have to tweet, or how much should I use Facebook to connect with people? Well, there's two unique perspectives. the The first perspective is, you know, if you're a company versus if you're just an individual quite literally doing it socially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're a company and social media is an integral part of your communication strategy, what, you know, the thing that we always advise companies to do when they go down sort of the social media road, it's actually a trick out of, you know, uh, out of magazines and newspapers. And it's as simple as this, develop a really good editorial calendar. You know, social media is all about having a conversation. And to have a good conversation, you have to say things that matter, yep. <laughs> logically, right? Yep. So, um, but when you really think about it, um, it's hard to say things that matter. You know, it's hard to continually come up with content that's interesting, that's, that's insightful, that's exciting. And so what we typically tell companies to do is, hey, look, ev- you know, every company is different and it depends upon your internal bandwidth on how you know, um, how many conversations you can have. But, you know, first of all, take stock of yourself, you know, be authentic. If you think that you can have an ongoing, authentic conversation with your target audiences, then build a an editorial calendar that reflects that, and then figure out the channels in which you want to have that conversation. So if it's a blog, for example, you know, it's okay if you only blog once or twice a month, just yep. make sure that your blog entries mean something. If mm-hmm. it's Twitter, it's okay if you only tweet once a week or a couple times a month. Just make sure those tweets mean something to someone. Okay. And that's the other thing. You know, in social media, more focus is always better than less because there are so many audiences right now. It's very hard to have a single message or content that applies to everyone. And if you try to do that, oftentimes what you'll end up with is generic content that means nothing to no one. So um, we always try to to encourage companies to have an editorial calendar. And then, of course, um, as much as possible, uh, have target audiences that you um, communicate directly with. And then just use a sensible approach. You don't feel, don't feel like you have to run out of the gate doing everything all at once. Yep. Now, for individuals, you know, I use my wife as a wonderful example, and she's a Maasai grad. Okay. Um, she uses Facebook a lot. In fact, she uses Facebook much more than I do. I think conversations at a social level as compared to a corporate level are 
completely different. Now, the interesting thing that you see today in social media is there's oftentimes personalities where, whereby, for example, and I'll just throw this one out, like, you know, there's, there's a very popular social media uh, commentator and strategist by the name of Guy Kawasaki. Yep. So, you know, Guy Kawasaki, what is personal and what is business? It's hard to tell because he's his own online internet personality. Yep. Um, and so sort of the lines of what is just his social conversation along the line and what is his sort of quote unquote business conversation are really um, munged together. Awesome. Another question that I had um, coming stemming from what you had to say earlier was um, about public relations um, and how businesses are, are ch- how the role of public relations in businesses is changing with social media. Hmm. Um, specifically, I know that a topic in many of our classes has been um, how is how is public relations changing because social because social media is making journalism different? Um, it's making the way we interact. Everything is more direct instead of you know sending out um, a mass communication. A, a lot of companies now are um, directly communicating with their um, consumers. From a corporate communications perspective, social media has absolutely revolutionized or changed the game or whatever sort of verbs and adjectives you want to apply to it. So there's one aspect where there's tool sets now. There's Twitter or, you know, there's Facebook or there's blogs. And, you know, those tools allow companies to get messages out much faster and to targeted audiences. There's a larger dynamic in play here as well, whereby social media has also changed users' expectations of what news from companies is. Yep. People demand transparency now. It's very hard to hide behind the quote-unquote corporate veil of secrecy uh, because, number one, the internet is very, very, very large. Yep. <laughs> uh, number two, there's almost always someone out there on the internet who knows something. Yep. And number three, that person's probably going to call you on it if you're not being absolutely 100% truthful. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean the rules of tact don't still apply to things like corporate communications. Yep. But what it does mean is that, for example, you know, when the Japanese government is talking about radiation leaks from the tsunami, that means they have to be truthful mm-hmm. because there is a blogger or people somewhere who are going to point out where what they're saying isn't truthful. Yep. You know, that, that routinely happens. And now, uh, just off that same question, how would you say social media is facing changing journalism? Wow. Um, I realize it's a broad <laughs> question. <laughs> well, you know, interestingly enough, some of our most recent hires at Ann Culture are journalists. Okay. Because number one, and here's the reason why, really good social media depends on content. And of course, really good content depends on someone who really knows how to write. Yep. And in general, um, journalists know how to write. Yeah. <laughs> so from, from a very simplistic fashion, um, People who, you know, from a career standpoint, people who once thought their career was, oh my gosh, I'm going to work for a newspaper or I'm going to be an investigative reporter, that is, you know, there's completely new sort of career tracks that these people can take. Yep. Now, on the flip side of that, social media, and maybe I should say the internet in general, has also revolutionized content procurement. Journalism has been changed because now, you know, everyone can be a journalist. I can be a journalist on Twitter. When I see a car accident happen on 83, I can be a journalist. Yep. Uh, if you want to write a story on your blog about something, you're essentially a journalist. Mm-hmm. Because now everyone is an author and everyone has the ability to disseminate their story. And in theory, everyone has a platform from which to speak, the web. Yep. Um, it, cha- it just completely changes the game and opens it up. It's almost like a free-for-all. Yep. Some would say that's a good thing, and some would say that's a bad thing. All right. Well, I know we could talk um, definitely all day about social media. Um, there's so many interesting dynamics and things that play there. Um, but I just have this one last question. Um, what do you feel are some of the most guiding principles for using social media? 
Probably two. And these are ones that I've off-repeated, not just me, but a number of people in, involved in sort of this industry. I could have this quote wrong, but I think it was Socrates who said, to thy known self be true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going to be successful in social media, you have to know who you are. You have to be comfortable with your identity. You have to know what you stand for. Um, because what that means is that you can be authentic. Yep. And successful social media is all about being authentic and real and transparent and carrying on a conversation uh, from a standpoint of having confidence in what you're saying and not trying to position yourself as something you're not. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you, Josh, so much. Um, is there any advice that you would like to offer up to um, Messiah College students as they're getting ready to move into the next phase of life? I will, I will say this. Uh, I think Messiah for some reason, and maybe it's just because I have, you know, sort of like a, a small focus group, but I think Messiah has turned out some pretty amazing entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it is about the educational programs here, the whole Messiah experience, if you want to call it that, but there are a number of success stories of businesses or other successful entrepreneurs coming out of, out of here. And, um, you know, the thing that I would tell Messiah students is, if you ever had any inkling of starting a business or uh, making a go of something, do you know? Do it now. Do it while you're young. Yeah. Um, now's the time to do it because the risks for failing and failing is not necessarily a bad thing because you we learn by failing, right? But yeah. um, the risks for failing now are the lowest that they'll ever be in your entire life. Go for it now because um, there's really no way you can lose. This has been an episode of Listen Up, a Messiah College podcast. For more information or to listen to past episodes, please visit the Listen Up website at blogs.messiah.edu backslash listen up.